This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Freestyle Friday is upon us. It's always exciting. I'm very pleased to uh, get a chance to hang with you here on this uh, frigid Friday in New York City. Action movie quote, uh, challenge is accepted. Challenge accepted for action movie quotes. Uh, so if you think you, if think you can stump the buck with an action movie quote, by all means, bring it. Because to win a war, you have to become war. I'm just saying. Uh, lines are open, 888-900-3393. I think every day this week so far, uh, the opening monologue of the show has had to deal has had to deal with Russia, although maybe one day I did Syria. I can't remember now. Uh, I think it's been this Russia hack thing, which I knew would be... It's gotten to be a bigger and bigger story. So, remember, stage one is get everybody focused on it. And then stage two is... Uh, dive into it uh, very deeply, and then stage three is politicize it and come to certain conclusions, right? This is sort of the way this is supposed to happen. But at first, you have to say this is a bipartisan national security issue. It's not about politics. And then three days later, it's the Electoral College needs secret intelligence briefings on uh, what happened here so that they can perhaps not elect the president that the American people elected. I mean, that's really the that's the game the Democrats want to play. Oh, no, no. It's bipartisan national security. It's not about that. Uh, NBC is reporting that there's been a shift in position with the Trump administration where they're saying now, OK, well, why did the White House wait so long to act and why do they complain only after Hillary lost? This is not a an, an unimportant question. This is not something that should escape um uh, it's not something that should escape our attention because it's also come out now based on sources. Now, now everybody's going to their sources inside the IC, inside the administration. It's also come out that uh, the Obama administration, President Obama himself, could have gotten more involved. This is what NBC News writes. The Obama administration didn't respond more forcefully to Russia hacking before the presidential election because they didn't want to appear to be interfering in the election and they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win and a potential cyber war with Russia wasn't worth it, multiple high-level government officials told NBC News. So the Obama administration took a gamble on this one. They decided that they weren't going to raise the alarms about this too much. Um, and keep in mind that Hillary had a bun- had other things that I would argue leading up to this certainly were much more damaging and if they were going to do damage control 
the FBI and, and Hillary's email server was at the forefront of people's minds, much more so than the Debbie Wasserman Schultz stuff that came out in this email hack and, and all the rest of that. But the White House decided not to raise the alarm on this. I think we should be very clear that there was an opportunity for them to make a lot of noise on this and to do something about it, which is much more so, I think, the point here. You've seen a number of now everyone's so focused on cyber, 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 cyber. This is and this is probably going to continue uh, through until the Christmas holiday and, and and into the new year. There'll be new revelations. This is going to be the story leading up to Trump's inauguration. They're hoping it will overshadow the inauguration. They're hoping that all you're going to get from the beginning of a Trump administration is a question over his legitimacy. Now, people say things to me, and I've gotten some emails and such about this. People say things like, uh, what were they saying to me? Trump legitimacy. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I drove lost my train of thought for a second. It's really embarrassing that happens on radio. Uh, what about the birther movement? I mean, the birther movement was, granted, there was Trump asking for the birth certificate. Let's put that aside for a second. The birther movement was, generally speaking, a, a, fringe, a fringe movement at best. Uh, there were no major newspapers. There were no major publications, major media outlets that were hammering this uh, nonstop. And I think the comparison between the two is it's just, it's just inexact and sloppy in a whole bunch of ways. Because this is the main media story that's out there right now, the Russia hacking. This is everyone's on this, man. This is the big thing right now. And they're trying to dig deeper and deeper into this. And it's ultimately, as I said to you, there's no security review that comes out of this that changes the posture of how, I mean, maybe people be more aware. You could say there'll be awareness campaigns, but... If you're going to respond to an email with, hey, we need your password to reset your system, you're going to get hacked. There's nothing that anyone's really going to do to change that. By the way, I've been locked out of my iTunes account for like five days, and I can't get back in. And, you know, this is just, come on, iTunes. Come on. They're asking me for an old credit card, and I don't have the number, and it's just a pain in the butt. So, yeah, we've all got our cyber issues. But what's also come out now that we're focused on this is that there have been much bigger hacks that have happened. There have been much more important hacks. I mean, there was the OPM hack, uh, where if you work for the federal government, there's a very good chance, because millions of people had their information hacked, that we believe that I, I think it's been attributed to, although, you know, the one thing with these attribution things is that we're never totally sure, and it's always government source, but they don't want to say. And part of it, I think, and I, I want to get into this, is that if the American people knew the extent of the hacking that has been happening, they would hold the administration accountable and they would want a response. And President Obama's policy of just sort of just sort of exist on the world world order, just just let things sort of continue, pull back in some areas, but as much as possible, try to achieve a either status quo position, depending on what we're talking about, or an American withdrawal, which uh, slow withdrawal, slow retreat position, but not to tackle challenges, not to make tough decisions. What are the tough decisions Obama's made on the world stage? His best decisions, I think you'd have to say, 
in retrospect, if, if he were asked what his best decisions would, would be, they were mostly de- the decision not to decide, i.e. to do nothing, to sit back and just let things happen. That's been op- that's Obama's version of, as his administration said, don't do stupid stuff. There's really not a lot more to it. He's avoided the tough decisions. His administration has avoided the tough decisions. And with Russia, once again, that has been brought into the uh, brought into the spotlight. And now that it's at the forefront of the media's mind, because Hillary lost the election, mind you, they really didn't care that much about uh, WikiLeaks. They didn't care that much about the theft of classified information that's occurred on a huge scale, the publishing of it, which, by the way, some of these media companies were a party to that. They helped publish classified government information, but now all of a sudden, oh, they've got the vapors. They're clutching for their pearls. Can't imagine what we should do, given that the Obama administration could have taken more action to prevent, or I don't know, not even to prevent, could have taken more action to both prevent and also to retaliate against this hack of the DNC emails and chose not to do so. It's important to keep this in mind, largely because... They thought Hillary was going to win anyway. Now we're being told this was like the most effective, uh, active measures to borrow from the KGB jargon. Of course, now the KGB doesn't exist. It's the FSB, the SVR, the GRU, GRU, military intelligence, SVR, their version of the CIA, foreign intelligence, FSB, think Homeland Security, FBI slash secret police on steroids. Huge domestic Russian intelligence apparatus security apparatus and as i've told you before one difference that we tend to have in this country from other countries is that the security apparatus especially the domestic security apparatus its first priority is regime protection and uh regime and sustaining the regime perpetuation of the regime that's its primary responsibility it's not you know we think of of the fbi as prosecute crimes uphold the law the constitution and As you've seen, the Democrats are throwing the FBI under the bus and then they're telling the bus to hit reverse and then they're dropping a couple of pianos off the 10th floor onto the top of the bus. I mean, they're just going after the FBI with everything they've got. You've got John Podesta writing today in the Washington Post that there's something very, very wrong at the FBI. And when you dig into this article, first of all, of course, I mean, the Hillary people have no shame. Which is understandable because they were supporting a woman, Hillary Clinton, who also has no shame. Uh, but Podesta says in, his, in this piece, something is deeply broken at the FBI. And they're more or less blaming the FBI for not doing enough to both prevent and respond to this DNC uh, hacking of the DNC. And we sort of have to ask the question, OK, well, what did you really want the FBI to do here? This was, as I said, old school. This was not some advanced cyber intrusion. There are cyber intrusions that are happening all the time. And, of course, he also uses this. This is deflection and sort of, in the you know, look at this hand, not on this hand. Look at how they investigated Hillary's email server versus the way that they responded to this DNC hack. Don't they understand, doesn't Podesta understand that the reason that Hillary's email server, which did have classified information on it, which did have 
top secret information on it. The reason that's a problem is exactly because of things like the DNC hack. It's exactly because of the threat of foreign intelligence services specifically targeting a personal unclassified email account of a secretary of state. And oh, by the way, they keep pretending that it wasn't hacked. And actually, the reality is that it was almost certainly hacked. But it would have been hacked when she was on using it on foreign soil. People say, well, Buck, why didn't those emails surface? Maybe they were holding the really good stuff until she won. Everybody thought she was going to win. This sort of 2020 hindsight analysis of Russian active measures in our election doesn't take into account that it, it was, look, I didn't, even go down to, I didn't even go down to Dallas for our election coverage because I was so sure and really nobody was disagreeing with me that thing was going to be over within you know two hours of the bowls closing. That's how sure I was obviously wrong. Obviously wrong. All of us were, but polls are supposed to be polls, right? Polls are supposed to tell us the truth. This time around, the polls were wrong. Or they were all within the margin of error in a way that favored Hillary Clinton. Okay, well, that's also kind of wrong, isn't it? But I digress. Speaking of polls, the latest one out, reported on by the Washington Post, says that a majority of people, uh, a, a, a strong majority, say the Russia stuff didn't really matter. See, the Russian hack, we're told that this is so terrifying, this is so frightening. Oh, my gosh. All Americans, there needs to be bipartisan outrage about this. And I'm really sick of people holding up Lindsey Graham and John McCain as uh, the sort of voices of reason on national security. I mean, they love to sort of triangulate on national security issues and take the sort of moderate, center, uh, wise path. So the country looks at them as sort of the wise statesman on national security of the Republican Party. I find particularly Lindsey Graham on a lot of national security stuff to be limited and annoying. Some of you disagree with me on that. I actually get some hate mail when I say that Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, uh, people get mad at me. Um, But I I don't agree with this notion that this is. Look, let me rephrase. It is a bipartisan concern. But the incredibly heightened concern that is happening right now is a result of the partisan politics of this, not, oh, my gosh, the DNC was hacked. We have been, and this is the key point that I wanted to hit home today, and I know I'm, I'm going to be bouncing all over the place and probably be quoting Dolph Lundgren in about five minutes. We have been in the midst of a cyber war for all eight years of the Obama presidency. Why is it that it didn't feel real to the media and to the Democratic Party until now? Why is it that President Obama is saying today, today, that there will be reprisals against Russia for this? Why wait until now, a few weeks, until his successor takes over? Why wait until after the election? They have known about this for months. They've known about the cyber war for years. We have been getting fleeced. They have been stealing countless terabits of information, U.S. national security, commercial secrets, you name it. They have been taking it from us, Russia, China, and others. And we're just sort of walking around like a bunch of sheep, not paying much attention to it until Hillary loses the election. And now it's DEFCON 1. Now it's a huge issue. And oh, by the way, we're going to start perhaps a cyber war against Russia just in time for the Trump administration to come into office. Well, we're already in a cyber war. I just think it's very illuminating that the left, the Democrats, 
really didn't care all that much until they could make the case, albeit a false one, that it is now why they are not in, not going to be in power going forward. All right, we got a lot more. 888-900-3393, team. We'll be right back. Beck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Phone lines are open, team. Uh, we've got some calls up now. 888-900-3393. Brett in New Mexico, what's up? Hello. Hello. Hey, Buck, man. I've been listening to you for a long time on podcast because usually I'm at work, but I got the day off. Oh, cool. Well, congrats on the day off, and thanks for listening. Yeah, man, your podcasts are awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. But, uh... Yeah, I wanted to start off with an action quote for you and see if you can get this one. All right. All right. I swear if I survive this case, I'm going to dance a jig. Mm, You got me. See, I I can only give myself two or three seconds because otherwise people are going to think that I'm Googling it. So uh, I don't have that one. What is it? It's the last Boy Scout. Ah, I mean, that's like a... Uh, I mean, there, there's hey, that was like, 91, man. It's an action. Look, it's an it's an action movie with Damon Wayans and uh, who else? Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis. That's right. It is a terror. It is a terrible movie. Um, but okay. I mean, it's like a third tier like action movie. But okay. I'll. I mean, come on, man. Technically, you're sort of you're sort of sliding in there. It's like, yeah, Russia hacked, but like didn't didn't get the election to go one way or the other. I mean, okay, technically speaking, yes. Oh man, well, I thought you'd know that one. I liked it when I was a kid. Anyway, no way. You like the Last oh, well. Boy Scout? You like my show? You have good taste. How can you like the Last Boy Scout? I like Bruce Willis. I like anything with Bruce Willis. Dude, Die Hard is one of the greatest action movies of all time. No question. Bruce Willis is. I, I celebrate Bruce Willis's whole catalog, but. Except maybe for Last Boy, Last Boy Scout. It's I will say this: the Last Boy Scout is better than Hudson Hawk, which is terrible. Do you <laughs> well, even remember that one? That one so I didn't you, see that one. Oh man, watch that, and it'll give you an appreciation for Last Boy Scout. It'll also give you an appreciation right. for like the time you spend not watching it. Uh, any other <laughs> any other uh, policy related or news questions, or you just want to do action movie quote Friday? Well, no, I I, I was listening to your show. Uh, gosh, I guess it was last week, and you're talking about the. All the tourists getting in your way and the big buildings and stuff, and it reminded me of Gladiator where they see the Coliseum for the first time. And people where I'm from, you know, they do look at it and go, I can't imagine mid-build these kinds of things. But uh, now my point is, is with that, you, you know, New York is a completely separate culture from what I live in down here in New Mexico. And when they talk about this electoral college just eliminating it, it makes me feel like they just – those people in Washington, D.C. just want to tell me, hey, I just need to shut up and do what they say and just pay my taxes like a good boy, you know? I mean, it, it just really aggravates me the way they do that, you know? That's there for a reason. Well, there's, there's, a reason there's a reason that states have representation and that it's not just based on, po- on, on massing of population. Uh, otherwise, yeah, and, I mean, New Mexico, you guys got a lot of land, not a lot of people, so you wouldn't really have much of a say in anything. Um, but that's why they try to balance it out. Brett in New Mexico, well, thanks for the quote, my friend. Shields high, and thank you for the call. 
we got some spots open now. 888-900-3393 on those phones. Um, what else did I say? Oh, yes. If you have a bad, restu- a bad restaurant experience, although we're not going to name the restaurant. I've been told that maybe don't name the restaurant. But if you have a really bad restaurant experience, you want to share it. But it can involve just you getting sick because, like, food poisoning, that can happen anywhere. It has to be more creative than that. You can call it and share. Uh, we've also got more on the Russia hacking and other stuff. Stay with me. The Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Sponsor this half hour is Super Beats. You're a super beat, super beat, you're super beaty. Beats are a nutrition gold mine. Beats are fantastic for you. There's a whole lot of stuff that you get from Beats, and I love that when I'm eating them, I, I'm doing something healthy for my heart circulation and blood pressure. Uh, and if I don't want to have to actually chop up a bunch of big red beets, I got a much better idea. Super Beats. Super Beets gives you the benefits of three whole beets with just one little teaspoon that tastes delicious. Put it in water, mix it in with your smoothie, whatever you want. Sprinkle it on anything that you want to add a little sweetness to. It is good to go. No beet taste. Super Beets is better than regular beets and beet juice because it is specially grown, non-GMO, and protected by a light drying process, which is also the secret to how good it tastes. So I'm confident offering this to my listeners because I love it whenever I take Super Beats. I get a fantastic boost of energy. Uh, please call 800-311-4367 or go to teambuckbeats.com. Get a 30-day supply free. It comes with your first order and is backed by a money-back guarantee. Also receive a free book, Beat the Odds, and free shipping on your entire order. You'll love the results you feel with your first free canister, guaranteed, or your money back. That's 800-311-4367, teambuckbeats.com. 800-311-4367 or Team Buck Beats. Beats, Beats, Beats. Dot com. Wait, the Chicka Chicka, what's that from? Bow, bow, Chicka Chicka. It's like a song, right? John? Um, I feel like it was also in a commercial. Maybe, was it in like the... It was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I feel like it was also in a fruit, some kind of a... Maybe it was like Twix? Twix? I feel like it was in a Twix commercial back in the day. Ah, Twix. I used to eat stuff like that, and 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 I could do it, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean that my pants didn't fit anymore. So those were the days. This, an after school snack used to be like a buttered, a buttered bagel with cream cheese. Yeah, that's right, buttered with cream cheese and like Nestle Quick, which is delicious, by the way. But you might as well be drinking a chocolate milkshake. But yeah, it's fine. You know, go out to the co- come out to the coast, have a few laughs. If you haven't seen Die Hard, you have homework this holiday season, everybody. Someone just told me on Twitter, remember Team Buck, haven't seen Die Hard. Best Christmas movie for adults ever. Not for kids. Best Christmas movie ever. All right. Jim in Ohio, you're on the Buck Sexton Show. Welcome. Hey, Buck. I'm going to test you and see if you actually know action movies. You just late 80s, early 90s action movies. Uh-oh. Well, if it's pre, it has to, it can't, wait, 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 hold on a second. It can't be before I was born. I don't watch. I don't watch the old stuff. I had a. I had a teacher who used to say, "If it's black and white, it's got to be good." It's the only thing he ever taught me that was not true. So, but go ahead. Well, 
I mean, you're my age, so there's a lot of good stuff before we were born. But I mean, this is like from the seventies. So. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll try, but it's seventies. See, the action as a genre didn't really exist until the eighties, in my mind. You, you should know this, though. So. All right. What do you got? I think you used enough dynamite there, Butch. Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. Exactly. Bam. You do know some great action movies from before, you know. Chuck see, but now, no, see, I don't, I don't want to quibble, Jim. Oh, actually, obviously, I do want to quibble. That's a western. <laughs> and we got to be specific about our genres here. Young Guns, I'll give you because it's not really a western. It was like Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen, you know, with cool music in the background, shooting six shooters at, at people. But uh, generally speaking, with western, different genre. I, I even, I even think martial arts are a different genre. You know, if you're only I mean, doing karate chops, it's not really an action movie. It's a martial arts movie. There needs to be guns and explosions for it to be an action movie. I, I think that's where we got to go. Westerns have guns and explosions. I mean, Tombstone's a western, but it's also an action movie. So, I mean, I'll, I, I, look, I said there's some crossover. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, look, I, don't you remember being in the in the movie? Uh, remember when they actually used to have VHS rental places? I used to love them, by the way. The way that I now go to the oh, yeah. Strand Bookstore and just hang out and go through the different stacks of old history books, which is what I do because I'm a really exciting guy on the weekends. Uh, the I used to love to go when I was a kid and just look at all the, the VHS titles in the movie store. And this is before Blockbuster kind of made it, you know, Blockbuster kind of Starbucks-sized all this. I mean the ones where you'd go and the guy was, you know, there'd be a guy at the desk who's like, this is the finest film ever. You know, he's the, the guy from The Simpsons. You know, they're sort of movie snobs. Quentin Tarantino was a was a movie, a rental movie store manager before he became a successful film director, although I actually think most of his movies kind of stink. Uh, but there are crossovers, though. Sometimes you would see a movie like Tombstone I, in the action section. Sometimes you see in the Western. So I give you that there's... I, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I give you their cross, but like there's sometimes, you know, if people call in here and they're like, you know, I'm going to make you an awful you can't refuse. No, that's... The, that, that's drama, right? That's the Godfather. That's not action, even though there's shooting oh, yeah. and stuff in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got we got to yeah, keep yeah, our we got to keep our lanes clear. Yeah. Great, Jim, I'm gonna, since I got you on the phone, best action movie of all time in your estimation is what? Ooh, Die Hard, the first Die Hard. I can't really argue so, with that. I, I think that's I, the, I mean that's top five saying, for me. Yeah, I strongly considered I I would have to shoot a terrorist with feet smaller than my sister, but I knew you would get it. So oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Of course. I actually played a lot. There was a Die Hard video game back when computers had floppy disks that I used to play. That's how much I love Die Hard. It was actually a pretty good game for what it was. Uh, Jim in Ohio, Shields High. Great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, oh, we got our buddy Darby in Dallas. What's up, Darby? I know Darby wants action movie quote Friday. What's up? <laughs> hey, buddy. Listen, this is not actually an action movie. I'm going to put that disclaimer out, but I'm hoping you'll let me slide. Ah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're establishing rules. You know, this is not <laughs> NOM. There are rules. I know, I'm slipping, man, but listen, there are three movies that ruined my life. The Big Lebowski, Big Trouble in Little China, and this one. So here's a You quote. do realize that I just gave you a Big Lebowski quote before you said that, right? This I'm is what aware. we call synchronicity. Right. Does anybody care about the rules around here? But anyway, uh, here's the quote. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Uh, they See, they buzz me, so that way you know that okay. I can't. Uh, I know what, what is it. I, I've got it. But. It's office space. Office space. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, but that's not. Yeah, that's the Michael Bolton guy. Not an action movie, but I actually I know, just watched. I you let me slide. With, no, it's all. Dude, Darby, please. You can call it in. You can, you can give me uh, French foreign language film quotes or whatever, and you're still, you're still Freedom Hut, uh, you know, elite squad. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks for calling in. Shields high. Uh, yeah, I watched some of Office Space with. Uh, by the way, Elite Squad is actually a movie that I'm told my brothers, 
who are, by the way, black belt action movie quote experts as well. Both of them. I have an older brother and little brother. They are they are as good as it gets in the action movie quote side of things. And we can have whole dialogues based on quotes from different movies that we grew up watching. And I have an older cousin, the same. So we're all uh, in that milieu, if you will. Um, but I watched some of Office Space with uh, Miss Molly. Uh, what was it? A few a few nights ago, we were hanging out watching. That movie is... I, I feel like you ha- before you get your first job out of college, so you really need to watch it at least through you know in college at some point. It's such an important movie. It really it really prepares you. It's sort of the same way that people say The Office is super funny, and it is super funny. Um, and then you get into the whole thing of is the British version better than the American version? But for me, I don't know. I find you know cubic, Cubicle Life. I don't want to watch like a show about it because it depends. Cubicle Life can be can be good, but it also can be rough. Do you have a Lumberg or not? Do you like the people around you or not? This is what really makes the difference. Man, I, I had a, I was a, I was a cube warrior for years, years pushing around that paper, multiple, uh, multiple computer screens in front of me at all times, staying highly caffeinated, making sure that you know, quick draw with a highlighter if I needed to on those printouts, it's ready to rock. I was a policy, I was, I was a policy door kicker. Kicking in the doors of bad policy ideas left and right. Susan in uh, where is this? Oh, in Rhode Island. What's up, Susan in Rhode Island? Merry Christmas, Buck. Merry Christmas to you, Susan. I have three quotes from well, a movie, three. And, Whoa, okay. and the movie comes with qualifiers. Uh, but this it's is this is old. we're getting a little greedy with the quotes, Susan. We'll give you three because you're you're a lovely lady. Well, and you're calling her from Rhode Island. I'm going to give you three because I'm not sure you guess it. That's why you're going to get oh. three. Oh, oh, from the same movie. So you're, you're doing me a solid. Mm-hmm. From the same okay. movie. Right. It's old. It's a cult classic. Okay. First quote. When you got to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. Don't have it. Second quote. Dig. Dig? That's a quote? Mm-hmm. And the third quote is, like old times. Two for me, two for you. Hit the buzzer, John, because I'm, 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 I'm stumped. Yeah. What do we got? The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from 1968. Clint I, Eastwood at his best. I will tell you, I will tell you that, Susan, this is, an, this is important because I have to come clean with the, with the audience now. I am weak on classic Eastwood. I will tell you. I'm good on Gran Torino oh. and the more recent stuff, but I've seen very few... Eastwood and Bronson were a little, were doing their best action stuff a little before my time. You so have I'd, got to, after the football season is over, take a whole Sunday, do the trilogy. Yeah. Um, for a few dollars more, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, pull out um, any of the stuff that came before, let's say, um, Sudden Impact, when he became the cop out in, in, in San Francisco. Isn't All Sudden Impact the also the name Westons. of a, Isn't there a Van Damme? Or no, that's Sudden Death, right? I think yeah, there's a Van, I think there's Death. a Van Damme movie called Sudden Death yeah. where he he actually and truly fights somebody dressed up in a in a NHL mascot, yes. right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I I've seen way oh, Van Damme, no, you, I know very well. Uh the if Van Damme you stuff. watch classic Eastwood. Oh, oh he's my the god. Best. Yeah, no. Oh, I I it's a whole it's a hole in my movie watching, I'll be honest with you. So Susan You've given me some homework that I'm excited to do over the break. Thank you for calling in from Rhode, Rhode yeah. Island and Shields High. And just uh, for those of you, just to, so we're all on the up and up here, uh, 
John, who's rocking the board today for me, uh, he knew that quote. I did not. All right. Well, see, people like action movie quote. Fr- I was thinking we're talking more about Russia hacking, but you know the, the boards lit up like a Christmas tree. What's up? It's Christmas time. Denise in Oklahoma. You're on the Buck Sexton Show. Shields high. Shields high, Buck. Okay. Now this, I'm going to give you a small hint. This one is uh, action comedy, and it's a western, but. If you listen close, there'll be a clue. Okay. That should tell you. Okay, it starts like this. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years, but Pilgrim, you could have cost a uh, you could have cost some lives today. Someone ought to belt you in the mouth. I'm John, not is this John to... Wayne? Yes. There we go. Boom. Clintock. You, if you've never seen it. You have got to see it. It's one of the funniest movies, but it has action. It is actually hilarious. Nice. And I recommend The Cowboys by okay. John Wayne. I will check it now, out. Wait, well, there's more, Denise? To, yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Pardon me. Go ahead. Well, your podcast, The Battle of Lepanto, I want to tell you it is a triple aid gray number one Um I've listened to it a dozen times. Any of your listeners who have not listened to it have got to. And I have a suggestion. I know you've been flirting with some ideas on projects you want to do. Yes, ma'am. I would love for you to do maybe a series of podcasts that go from where the Battle of Lepanto ended to maybe up to where... We've been fighting jihadists all the way back to before America became America. Oh, yeah. And no, the, like the, 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 the idea, Empire. Denise, when I have the time, not to, uh, pardon me for, I did not mean to cross-talk you there, but I was just going to say, the, the idea that, I, it's just a question of having having the time, um, it's going to be sort of like uh, the Cross versus Crescent series, all the great battles between Christianity and Islam, and do them Lepanto style. It's just, I think to do them is going to, I'm going to have to really focus on that and just do the radio show and can't do some of the other things that I've been working on. And, uh, we, we you know, we got to work out uh, the best way to distribute them because the amount of effort that went into that Lepanto show was uh, tr- was tremendous compared to just doing a sort of normal run-of-the-mill day-to-day radio show. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, 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 I went through six books on that, just on the battle, so... Anyway, Denise in Oklahoma, thank you so much. Shields High, great to talk to you as always. Appreciate you calling in, and thank you for the kind words. Uh, thank you for the suggestion. I'm always open to suggestions, team, anytime. If you want to give them to me, uh, just to me and the rest of the team, because they all, you know, the Facebook is kind of a collaborative effort. John, am I about to run out of time? Oh, uh, team, we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is the Buck Sexton Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Sexton. Chill. This isn't good. Breaking news courtesy of CNN. A U.S. oceanographic vessel had its underwater drone stolen by a Chinese warship. 
literally right in front of the eyes of the American crew, a U.S. defense official told CNN Friday. So, wow. Chinese warship just grabbed an oceanographic uh, drone, underwater drone uh, that was mapping, I don't know, whatever it does, maps the seafloor or what have you. I'm not sure what it, uh, measuring ocean conditions is what the story is here. Uh, but this is a this is a provocative thing. This is a provocation of of pretty clear intent. People are saying this is a result of uh, Trump's call to Taiwan. This is all going to get very interesting very quickly. I think. Uh, what are we going to do in response? To the Chinese have done things like this before, um, trying to sort of push back a little bit, show a little muscle, just to irk the United States. Just to tweak us a bit. Um, but, I mean, look, this was a drone. There's no personnel that have been captured. That would be a much bigger incident. But things like that have happened, too, in the past. Um, so we'll have to see what goes on here. Um, all right. Team 888-900-3393 on the phones. Can't believe it's already hour two. We've got a lot more coming, including uh, we have a an expert and historian in chocolate and an expert and historian in butter. Because the holidays are coming up, so we should talk about food. We'll be right back. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 